everybody. Welcome to episode 210 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film and more. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. Another host is me, Paul, on the other side of the microphone. Robinson. Robinson. That's my nickname on the other side of the microphone. Mm -hmm. um, good morning to you. Sorry, I felt a belch coming. You stop it. I don't know. It just, uh, it, uh, it segued and did its own thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So we are hopefully still having a guest next week. So you, this will be the, the break. This will be, you get to hear us talk about things that we've watched and then you'll get a break and you'll get to hear somebody else talk about things they've made, hmm. which is kind of the point, but you know, tis summer and it's hard to lock people down. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Also, I just wanted to um, kind of throw this out there for anyone who may be listening and is like, oh, I, I, I'd like to go on the show. So let's just explain how this works. Okay. Um, because I do a lot of the correspondence and most of the correspondence for our guests. And by and most, you mean all? <laughs> pretty much. I mean, you've gotten a couple, maybe yeah. three uh, in the past 210 episodes. I got LTP. So um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and never again. Um, but so it's, it's, everybody does things differently and something that we do that I guess a lot of other people don't do is that we kind of like to release, uh, unedited for the most part. Um, we, our software will sort of close in gaps and things like sure, that. Yeah. Very, sure I think I can count on one hand in 210 episodes, how many times somebody has said, like, hey, can you take that out? It rarely happens. Right. Maybe three times, I think, honestly, that somebody's been like, oh, I said this and I shouldn't have yeah. said that. And, you know, we take that out. But our episodes are not edited. So that's going to go either two ways on the listening end of that. You're going to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can tell it's not edited because you're boring the shit out of me. And there's way too much information in there. And maybe you should consider editing. Or you're like, oh, holy crap. They, they, you know, they've kind of got their stuff together. Or they got, they, they, they got a knack for this, right? Because they, they've got a natural flow. Sure. It went either two ways. There's no gray area. You mm -hmm. either hate that or you love. You either hate or love that about us. Well, um, it's, it's irrelevant because it's going to keep happening. Yeah, I, we're not editing things. <clears throat> just absolutely not. It just takes too much time. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. Like I, I feel it's weird to have a conversation that's edited. I guess, right? Yeah, if the whole yeah. like the whole point of a podcast is to just sort of have like this uninhibited conversation. And so if you're editing things out, it's like, well, now that's just I, I don't know. I mean, it's you know, like you don't edit stuff on radio. I mean, isn't that the concept of a podcast? It's right. modern radio, right? Where essentially, yeah, when when shit was set on air, it was like a big deal because it was like, well, we can't take that out now because that was live. We're mm -hmm. running live. Um, so that's how we function. Just so as you know. Um, also, but we do respect the wishes to remove anything. Yeah, but not like entire conversations. Yeah, like yeah. if if you're like, oh, so when I said this and then this and this, it's like you should have, you know, don't, don't say it. Don't say it. Because <laughs> like, you're editing. I feel like we have to take out 30 minutes of the conversation that kind of defeats the point. Um, but one thing that confuses people a lot is how to how we record things. So everybody uses different softwares and things like that and, and platforms. And we used Zoom for a long time. We're actually we were using FaceTime at one point in the in the beginning. Um, were we? Were, weren't we? Yeah. FaceTime? I thought so. We had a, on a Mac. I don't think I don't we ever know. did this on a Mac, did we? Didn't we do FaceTime? I don't know. I saw we FaceTimed a couple times. Oh, yeah. The iPad. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Hello. 
Um, and then like we switched over. We tried, you know, we did our best. Then we were doing Zoom. The problem with Zoom is that it's limited and then you have to pay and this and that. And for what, for the amount of work that you have to do with Zoom, it didn't make sense to pay. So we found a different platform that uh, records our guests' isolated audios, which is a, a, a major, major thing because the problem well, with... it what? records locally on the guest's machine. On theirs, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it gets their isolated audio. Yeah. So if something drops, we're still getting their audio if they're responding or, you know, a lot of times... That's the issue with Zoom is that if the connection cuts, and it almost always does, I, yeah. I can't, I think maybe three or four times we went through an entire Zoom conversation without losing a bunch, but usually we would lose things. And so as the guest is talking, because they're recording their isolated audio on their computer, um, we're trying to respond or read their lips of what they're saying because yeah. we've lost that whole like. Ten... Or it, yeah, or it does the thing where it just cuts out every other word, and then you're in your head, you're trying to piece together yeah. what they're actually saying. And, yeah, it, it got really annoying, um, and that's going to happen on anything. Anything you have to rely on a signal, <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen. I mean, the person could be next door, and you, it, it would probably still drop for some reason. Yeah. Um. So that's going to happen regardless, but it just happens so often on Zoom, and we would lose so much pertinent information that we switched over to another platform that you do have to pay, but at least. It's recording their audio and because sometimes people wouldn't record their audio. It was rare, but we did have times where they wouldn't. And that was like inevitable. It was inevitable that that was when we'd have the most drops yeah. and we'd have to start cutting, like actually editing out parts of the conversation because now we didn't have audio. We yeah. didn't have their response. Yeah. So this is why you having isolated audios is so important because we have no way of salvaging that if we lose something. Yeah. And one of the like, it's I don't know why it's such a like, uh, it's such a an issue when I'm talking to somebody who has representation, right? And they're like, okay, so here's the thing, and here's this, and here's the Zoom link. Like, no, you don't send me the Zoom link. I send you the link, and we use this other thing. And like, pe some people are just they have an aversion to like having to record stuff. Like, as soon as you say, yeah. oh, so I just oh. need you to record your audio. They're like, no. I can't do that. I'm like, yeah. well, maybe hear me out first and see if it's hard. Like, because you have weeks to prepare for this usually. So it's like, just try to record something and see. Like, I don't know why people get so like, no, yeah. absolutely not. Like, I can't do that. It's like, no, you can. I believe in you and I need you to believe in you too. Yeah. And you can do this. Some people are very kind of technically. Um, uh, look, I'm adept. technically stunted mm. to the max, not right? Adept. But if somebody says to me, oh, we're recording in three weeks, I would find somebody right in that time probably you and be like hey can we like troubleshoot this so that i know how to do this or mm -hmm. that i can get this done yeah um, i understand if it's like last minute for somebody to be like i don't even know where to go for that you know but i'm giving you time here <laughs> just we'll, we'll give you all the instructions well, and it can be overwhelming for someone that doesn't know anything you know i don't I, know anything but yeah. find some there's no way you don't have someone in I your life that it depends is on what level you're at you're, you know if 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 you're some big Hollywood actor you don't you don't need to learn how to do that to get people to do it for you but I think if you're a filmmaker these days like us on our level and slightly above and definitely below uh, I say that just for ease of my point but um, I think learning how to kind of do that sort of stuff and be on podcasts and have your audio sound professional I think is so much more of a benefit because you're going to be on podcasts right I mean that's kind of well ideally you would 
go on podcasts to talk about your film and and stuff mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the new kind of yeah radio i guess and and it's a it's a great marketing tool for your film yeah you know for sure and um you really need to take advantage of that as a filmmaker and um i think the better you could be at your end and chances are if you're a filmmaker especially these days everything is so technical um that you know you probably should know the basics of recording audio mm-hmm. you know so um but hey to each their own in it but i think it's a, it would be a huge benefit to people to to yeah. learn a little bit about that well i mention it just because i think it, the whole point is to just like for people to understand that we're not we don't make these requests just for like the fun of it there is a point to it yeah. there is there there's a process in the watch them squirm sounding. as they try to record their audio <laughs> well no that's why i like to give people yeah. You know, you have notice. Like here, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna have, we're gonna need isolated audio. That was before we were using this pla- this new platform. And with this, we send you the link. It links on. Don't hang up. You know, we have to yeah. make sure everything's recorded. And then boom, and we got it. I find this to be much easier because once you click on the link, it's sort of doing the work for you. Whereas yeah. before, you did have to like have some kind of app or something on your phone or however you were recording to get that audio and not and make sure that it was isolated that was so important it was yeah. pointless we've gotten so many interviews yeah. back that were recorded they yeah i'll record my end and then they record it and then they send it to us and then our voices are in it as well and it's like there's no way i'm going through and cutting out all of yeah so now now we it. have to rely on what zoom gave us yeah um because we can't use that um yeah, and so I think that's. I think also potentially I think I did that once. people are confused by that. Like they don't understand what isolated means, and I'm not being an asshole when I say that. They think like, oh, it's just my end of the recording. It's like right, but only your audio, and yeah. we don't, we can't use anything that has our voices in the back because now it echoes and it sounds really ridiculous. Yeah. So um, well, the yeah. thing we use has kind of like this echo cancel, not echo cancellation. It's like it cancels out the host's voice from mm-hmm. them so um but you know throw some headphones on everybody's gotta have headphones at this point yeah i mean you can you could just do this on earbuds like we i i've had some guests be like i don't have the recording equipment i'm like literally don't need it you just need like your airpods or just anything that can pick it up gets your voice our audio out of the speakers essentially no but i just mean like people think oh, that you the, have to mic, have yeah. like a mic and these massive earphones it's like no i just like whatever you use to listen to music to when you're traveling or on a bus if anybody is on a bus or whatever the hell it is you're doing uh you know like we don't need anything fancy we just need your audio that was a glimpse into the life of podcasting yeah um the fun and wrangling guests that don't know anything about it seems like it always seems like the 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 higher in status somebody is the less they know about sometimes you know it always seems like the uh the more diy people always know yeah yeah i can do that or whatever the kevin smiths of the world that are like i don't know i don't know what that lens does yeah yeah. (laughs) just give me here (laughs) i want to see this much of this person's body yeah um which i respect you know but it's just if you do want to get your if you do want to get your work out there, you are going to have to kind of learn some basic stuff because um, if we can't hear you, then there's no point in releasing. If we can't yeah, hear right. you well, there's no right. point in us releasing the episode. Uh, knock on uh, drywall. We've not had to like ever drop an entire episode because of a technical 
issue. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to happen at some point. I'll have to get back to him and be like, listen, <laughs> that whole conversation we yeah. had. We never hit record. Uh, we're going to have to do that again or something went wrong or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's that because I, I feel like people get really like when I'm when I'm corresponding with them, they get really flustered. Like, how do we do this? Like I've had people yeah. like, how do we go about this? And like, first of all, I need you to relax. All right. It's a it's a fun time. It's yeah. cash. Yeah. I don't want you to be all like, you know, on edge. We're going to figure this out together. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have a conversation. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of why we started it all, right? Just to have fun and talk to people. And I don't feel yeah, like but you I think should that's have in, any that's pressure. That's intimidating for people that like, just because someone's a filmmaker, does, especially like for directors or people that don't like being in front of the camera, that's like, a, it's like public speaking. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a form of it. You know, when you're sort what of artist doesn't like talking about themselves. I mean, lots of artists. get shit, get your shit together. Lots of artists don't like talking about themselves. I don't mind. Like, I don't have a, I don't have stage fright in that sense, um, and I'm not afraid to to talk publicly. I just don't find myself interesting enough to have an actual detailed conversation when someone's like, well, "Tell me about." Yeah. That is definitely not everybody. Uh, tell me about your inspiration for this and that. It's like, all right, I'll give you like probably two sentences. And I'm like, all right, well, that, that was it. I can't, I don't know. I don't have a paragraph to explain why I wrote this script. Like, why'd you write this? Oh, I, I had seen this other movie and I thought that it was an interesting, I liked the topic. And then uh, I have an interest in X, Y, and Z. So I wrote it. Mm. Boomsies. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, thanks for coming on. And uh, I don't think I'm interesting enough. So that's why I have a podcast where I talk about my likes and dislikes. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Anyway, um, so we obviously still reviewed some, we reviewed some stuff, but I did just want to have that conversation so that, uh, you know, if you reach out to us or if we reach out to you, uh, you know, just, uh, just one step at a time. Yeah. We're having fun here. Super cash. Super cash, but do learn some of the basics. Yeah. And we obviously give you time to learn those things. Respect the audio. Audio is so important. Yeah. We've said this before. I mean, we can't really get as as uh, nitpicky as we would on a film because it's, you know, it's a signal. There's just so much you could do with audio. Yeah. But um, I have, like, we've, I've listened to some, tried to listen to some podcasts and the audio is just, like, you'd have the hosts here and the guests here or vice versa. And it's just like, I can't listen to this. Like, I keep having to adjust oh, the yeah. volume. And yeah, if that's it's... happening, like, let us know. Like, if you're like, hey, you know what? Your audio is not so great as of late. <laughs> like, that's super important to us. I mean, again, it's not going to be perfect. They're, they're, the, the levels are going to be off a bit. Yeah, it can but... get tricky sometimes with, depending on what they're using to record, you know. Voices are high, then low, and then you got to equal it, you know. And yeah, dogs goes, barking in the background, kids running around. Like, we, it I goes can't back to not wanting to edit it, right? You don't want to sit there and, and, you know, you could put some compression on there or um, a limiter or something, but, you know, it's. Yeah, but if your kid's uh, screaming bloody murder in the background while you're talking, the only way for that audio to be uh, remedied is to try to pull that background sound out and it's going to make your voice sound tinny and weird. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no what you have to sacrifice the quality of the audio of the person that's being interviewed. If you're taking out background noises, it never sounds right. I mean, if it's like a little thing, you know, it's like, okay, sure. But when you've got a dog sitting two feet from you, like barking while you're talking, yeah. <laughs> there's just so much we could do with that. So also yeah. remember so if Adobe's you're... new remove, remove 
Dog remover. Dog dog and kid remover. Yeah. Also, just remember, if you are invited onto not just this podcast, any podcast, just make sure you have like a quiet place and a, a and like a time of the day where you can do that because yeah. it's going to be really distracting otherwise on on, on to the next thing um so the stranger Th- the stranger things episodes released um this made no sense to me I, I i didn't understand the point of releasing two long episodes this could have easily been packed into like three slightly longer episodes of the last drop yeah i don't get it yeah i don't know that's they, Did they need, like, they wanted to have, like, that month and a half It was almost to, like, four. You could probably almost get four episodes out of it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, like, three hours. longer-ish episodes. Yeah. But um, I just didn't get the point of dropping these it, as two long I ones. I think it like, was, it, I kind of understand it, because it, especially the last episode, because there was, it was, they wanted to keep that momentum going, you know, and they didn't want to have to stop in the middle of the episode while you had all this stuff happening. So I kind of get it. There was not, there was not a place for you to have the ten seconds it would take for you to jump from one episode to the next. No, I, I, I'm glad they did it that way because I felt like more. They should have done it that. Fine, do it that way. But why are you releasing it two months later? Oh yeah, it's not like you that. needed that time to edit it. Yeah, I don't get that. That's the whole like, you know. Like if you want to drop them as long the episodes, whole great. Thing but came like, out and everyone it. loved binging, but then the, everyone soon realized that well, hey, if we release it all at once, then everyone talks about it for a day or a week, and then it's over. Whereas if we release it every week, everybody talks about it every week, and so we're back to that. All the more popular shows are going to be um, either released weekly or they're going to break them up like they did. Stranger Things, they did another show like that. I don't remember which one it was. Well, lots of shows do that. Still, I mean, but actually, most of the shows do that. It's 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 the it's in the lower percentage of shows that we watch that are actually released in one shot, and we're able to just. No, I mean the even the ones thing. that are like Stranger Things will never be a weekly show, but they'll start really. Oh, here's the first. Oh, part right, and right, Second yeah, part, yeah, and they'll so they'll break it up that way. Yeah, I look. I but yeah, for most of the yeah, you're right. Most of the shows we watch are. Are there are some back ra- on the some schedules. rare ones that are like so we just know. wait we just wait yeah so it's like oh well we'll get you we'll get you to talk about this for longer like no you won't you're gonna get me to talk about this in three months when this is done maybe yeah. because I'm not gonna sit here and wait for this every week the boys is a perfect example I I love that show and but I'm waiting until luckily it's not like Star Wars level spoilers out there about it but um you know I'm not. I'm not watching it. That is the caveat, though, is that people will ruin stuff. Yeah. I've had I've had shows ruined um, just innocently going through Twitter, which is rare, but or going through something and somebody, of course, has to say something. And it's yeah. like, oh, so that person dies. You cool. on Twitter? Yeah, I had Wentworth ruined on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And uh, I didn't much appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I don't you know where. You had your where... mom ruin servant for you. So. Yes. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um. I, uh, anyway, Stranger Things. Yeah, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Shit, no, Stranger Things, and you said you didn't like how they. No, I was like literally in the middle, about to make a point, and yeah. I don't, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Anyway, um, yeah, so you know, so this released, and um, for some reason, we had been under the impression that this was the end of it, and so I was pleased. With the fact that this would be done, and it clearly isn't, so I don't know how much longer they're going to be going well, through this episode. Season five is the last. Listen, I've heard this shit before. All right, well, I'm not. Here, I'm not falling for that again. Here's the thing. From my um, 
my initial investigations. Um, it seems that episode season five is the final season. They're going to wrap it all up because they don't want to overstay their welcome, as, as they say. Um, but there will be, I can almost guarantee you, there will be spinoffs, probably with For other sure. other um, kids. Yeah, other numbers or whatever, because you have all these other people out there still, right? Most of them are, some of them, we've met at least one, I think. I just, I, I don't. So it'll be interesting to see. It's and, too much. You know, I look, there's remakes and sequels and shows going on forever and all this sort of stuff but i could be much more tolerant of it if it's a good story you know you want to tell a million star wars shows great but make it a good story then it'll be fine you know like i don't know i i even even with a good story i think that there needs to be i think it's very rare that a show can continue it takes a certain kind of subject where you have to uh, start filtering and recycling people out. Not recycling. Right. Cycling. <laughs> yeah. But the opposite of that. You want to do the opposite like of recycling. ER thing where you just start swapping in Sort of. Out. And I'm just going to say again, a show like Wentworth is perfect for that because you're going to have people that will be there. The whole point of the show is that they're doing long runs and sentences for some of the people, right? So it makes sense if one of the actresses is like, yeah, no, I'm good to be on the show for 12 years if you want to do that. And it's like, well, that would make sense because they had a 15-year sentence, right? So they'd be there for, for all of the seasons and that would work. Yeah. Perfect. But then you're also switching out these actors because other actors are leaving or mm -hmm. they're dying. And that's I, it's what I loved and hated, obviously, because I, I hated to see characters that I love die, but it made room for new characters and mm -hmm. so the show always felt fresh yeah it was the first show that when it ended i was like but why yeah Pourquoi? why why yeah. why are you for to end i, I mean like we can keep going if these people are in prison it makes sense that they would be there and you know they they always brought on great actors and so it was like there was always this like initial aversion to whoever was new because it'd be like fuck you <laughs> fuck you you're get not the other people get out of the show you yeah. don't belong here right bring kaz back i don't care if she's a zombie bring her back in it's a whole other spin on the show all these types of things um you know you you can't imagine the show being the same once red's gone you're like what yeah like, how do you keep going and then somehow you're like red who <laughs> which just speaks for the writing and the performances that you're able to because that's what it would be like right in that environment you don't have time to really like sit there and mope you you got to survive well right? that's to the, stay on your right. toes and that's the thing that you know the she progressed she was the audience surrogate for a bit as mm -hmm. we started the show and then once you're in there you're just in there you know yeah. and then anybody can kind of come and go as long as the writing's good and the performances are good and feel, the audio is good. I feel, <laughs> I feel shows like that you you can get away with having, you know, many many seasons of, because um, you have a lot of different things happening to characters. A show that you would think that would work with, but it got old was like The Walking Dead, for instance, right? Because nothing new was happening. It's like yeah. the same thing over and over again. It was like you're fighting zombies. Like okay, we get it. And lost. Um, and really? lost. Yeah, it's just like there is there is a. When, whenever you're adding like that mystery, you start pissing people off when you're like, all right, listen, I've been waiting for seven years to find out what's in that fucking vault. You know, it's enough. <laughs> like, stop toying with me. Um, so it takes a special kind of show to be able to do that. And I think, you know, 
the initial the initial season of Stranger Things was it was a really strong concept. It was cool. The design was cool. They got everything right. They didn't make everything like, uh, you know, neon and hyper yeah. super colorful. Everything had that eighties drab brown yellow thing going on, and it was perfect. And then they went with that whole stereotype in the second one and everything was all like technicolor and crazy yeah. and it just went over the top and it was like absolutely not and the third one was like okay like it was better than the second one but it was like i'm kind of done here as i've said before like these aren't kids kids anymore they're older mm-hmm. and um i don't know like you know i've joked about them like going through the season and joining AARP because it's just like these what like what's next they're going to be in college well yeah the next season will have a bit of a time jump so they can catch up to their actual ages supposedly in my you know I don't know for me the magic was that they were kids yeah yeah. you know and so now it's just like all right it's just now it's like another sci-fi movie show I don't know. I, know I, I I just like. I thought the this season was fantastic, though. It was the second best season. I thought. I mean, I, nothing beats the first one for me. I sure, thought it was. Of course, that, um, yeah, it's the, always going to be the best season. But this season, like, it was good. But I just uh, like. I, I'm just. I'm ready. I'm ready to have an amicable breakup. Uh, you didn't really do anything. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I just feel like we're moving in different directions, sure. and I think that it's time for us to. You know, uh, go to go on to the next level of our lives separately. Yeah. <laughs> I want to move on to something else with you not there. Yeah. Uh, but love you, want good things for you. I just don't want to see you anymore. Right. Well, I need you to move your shit out of my house. Is basically what I'm saying. Well, and they're saying like, look, we have one more season that we have to live here um, <laughs> until I can find our own place. Uh, so listen. rents are really high right now yeah. i don't know if you know this but it is i, I won't be really... a problem i'll just be in my own room <laughs> it's really difficult um, to find a place i'll leave you alone but i i just i can't you don't want me on the street do you maybe you know, so you know. um so yeah i i think i think creatively this was this was really good i i did kind of notice a little bit of when they were like de-aging her it did look very video yeah, gaming some of it was, um, uh, yeah not the worst i've seen by any means like it didn't look bad but it just was like let's just stop flashing back i think we need to stop doing that because obviously she doesn't look like this anymore um, and it's clearly cg and it had like it looked like a very very good video game yeah yeah some of it was um because the thing is is they have a close-up of her face or, you know, a medium shot of her face. And then she would kind of still look a little bit older. And then when they'd pull back and she was tiny, you're like, wait, that doesn't... Like, it, like her head almost didn't like fit her the body The actual sometimes. effect of it wasn't bad. It was the... I think it was the scale. I think the there were scaling issues, the proportion issues. Yeah. Like, for me, anyway. That's just for me. I felt like for the her most head part, didn't fit. Across the board, the visual effects were great. There were shots here and there that were just like, eh, hmm. that one kind of didn't work. But, like... I mean, the whole goddamn show's visual effects, and so they... I thought the movement on him, like he had like this like sort of wormy yeah um, thing going on that that it was a continuous movement. Like they seemed to be like yeah. cycling through like really around his body. I well. thought that was really well done. Um, it was beautifully done, you know. But I just was like, you know, I was I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something up that I've brought up before. Um, 
again, I'm not excited about the fact that what got her through this was love. I'm over it. Yeah. I'm so sick of this. I'm I'm like I'm so tired of like any female heroine in any type of show uh being marketed as a badass and ultimately falling victim to the love trope. Yeah. You're telling me after all the shit that she's been through, she needed that little pissant to tell her that he <laughs> loved her. That's what all the things that she's done and that she's accomplished. And like, that's what got her through. Like, get out of here. I just I, I don't know. It, it it annoyed me. Yeah. It, it, like he was and, and I get it. Like he was supposed to be the heart that was that kind of took me right out is is there the, that moment where he's like, you're the heart. You're the heart, you know, Um, but, uh, but I get it. Like it was, you know, it was kind of defining his role and, and someone who's lost in, in, in the the journey that everybody's going on because he can't do anything or whatever. And so I, I get the purpose of it, but I just think it was, yeah, they, if they, if they left the love aspect out of it and they used him as kind of like a cheerleader, then that would have been great. But yeah, to bring the love thing into it, it's always like. It's corny. Yeah. It's overdone and it's corny. And I wish people would stop. And not doing corny that. in a good way, like playing Metallica on top of an RV. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least it was like the. I mean, I have a love hate relationship with Metallica. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, like I, I, everybody does. I believe. Yeah. Well, any Metallica fan. Yeah. It's the like, black album is a great separator, right? Everybody l- sort of likes it and then loves everything before it, or you sort of like it and then you love everything after it. Not after. Yeah, not I don't after. like anything. <laughs> not after. The black album was, uh, or the snake or whatever it was. I don't know. That album was very disappointing for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway. So, so I, I, I can't wait for all. You know, I can't wait for all the Gen Zers to, you know, be the ones to discover Metallica now on TikTok and yeah. just have everything be. Look at this song that I discovered on Stranger Things. No one's ever heard of this before. Um, please stop using Kate Bush. I can't. I'm ready to punch myself in the face. I, 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 it's over. Like, it's done. Like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Why can't we just enjoy something and then move on? Like, why do you have to just absolutely annihilate it to the point where people hate hearing it? Yeah. Okay, rant over. Um, so... I guess depending on who you're talking to, right, somebody would say, oh, so she is like uh, an obnoxious, obnoxious feminist and, and whatever. And, you know, fuck you, I guess. I don't give a shit what you think about me, honestly. Have you? Do I come across as a person who gives a shit what anybody thinks about me? No, no, I don't ultimately. But um, you either see that and you feel like she's always bringing up the love thing and women and women in, in film and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I'm a woman in film. So that's what I do. I think that attaching a woman's power female's power to love is a very uh i think it's a it's a very backwards type of yeah. momentum to go into it start it's because like it's, it's cycle like you're you cycling don't have any, your worth is yeah, tied you're, to you're cycling else, yeah. forward in having the female heroine and having her be uh strong and all this stuff but then you're ultimately tethering her to the her necessity to have a male in her life in order for her to propel forward, which I don't understand why she couldn't just need him or want him because she loved him. Why did she need him to be able to actually function yeah. with her power, especially that kid? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, I, I don't know. So uh, if it sounds like I'm jumping on the feminist soapbox, then no, it's, so it's, be it. I just found it see, like... It's something you see a lot. And, and I was like, come on. Like, do you ever do you ever see that the other way around? Yeah. You never see that the other, other way around. I guess that's probably the bigger talking point to this argument is that if the, the playing field were even... All right. If you were annoying me with that shit on both ends, then it would be one thing. But I don't understand why males get to have this unlimited power that they don't need to have tethered to a woman. But whenever we are in that position, we have to be empowered by a male in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And I thought that well, this, sure like, especially can... now in today's, like, I was like, this is, they're really going to go this route? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, you know, somebody will say, oh, what about this movie or that movie? I'm sure there's examples of it here and there spread out through history, uh, cinematic history. But I think it's a percentage game at that point, right? It's like how, how many, the percentage of heroes that are male that need love versus heroines that need love, then you break that down to, as per, per for percentages in it yeah it's it's you know i think wonder woman was probably the most egregious example of that um it certainly existed before that but that was kind of like a huge budget scarlet thing which scarlet witch you know stranger things now yeah and so it's um yeah i think they just they need to be able to kick ass just I, because that's what they want to do or that's, and someone right now would be over. saying like well you only named three like well that's pretty much all we fucking got yeah all right like I I would name more if those opportunities were in abundance. But so far, all I have is Sarah Connor and Ripley. Yeah. Okay, these were these were the two examples that I that growing up that I was like, holy shit, they're just they're getting through whatever this obstacle is because they have to get through it. Right? Yeah. And and yeah. a slight they they added a a, a bit of of a of of a segue with ripley when we got newt right because she attached to newt and she had a daughter and her daughter was now too old because she had yeah. aged from the time that she was there so she had this attachment to her but at no point when newt was under the grate and we thought she was a goner was she like i'm giving up she was like fuck that sucks right she tried to get newt and then they she thought newt was a goner but she continued on with the mission yeah. because she had to and then it was like oh newt's alive like okay great bonus yeah right kid's still alive so i'll you know obviously still protect her and whatnot but she didn't fall to pieces when she thought she'd lost her because there was a bigger picture same thing with sarah connor sarah connor was like listen love my kid and everything Kana. but uh world's gonna end yeah. cyberdyne gotta get this done it's like she just how, how didn't care those two are overlooked as like the og heroine her, those were my you know? those were my prime I'm examples sure was, growing up you no know, examples before that but i feel like sure i'm sure modern cinema those two are like the biggest those were the biggest for me yeah, like that those those were the 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 two um female leads that I, I feel like I before that was... they didn't women didn't really have a uh, a big say in in cinema as characters you know if you did it was like um you you had it in like i guess like like black sportation yeah right where you would have like uh you know a character that was like a badass and didn't care and you know so th th those were probably like more of the 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 ogs on hat letting women kind of do their thing yeah. Um, well, I didn't see a lot of a lot of those films when I was super young. 
Um, but I did start watching them at like eight or nine. I did, yeah. you know, I've, I mean, I knew who Pam Greer was, even though, yeah. you know, not a lot the, of kids my age they're, did. They're but... the first kind of in in a block in a franchise in a blockbuster. Yeah, kind of I thing, mean, you know, yeah, on a where, on a where, where studio was willing to put a ton of money behind right a female right. heroine that it had like I just I hate when everything is attached to like love and family like i'm doing this because of love or family it's like there's a lot of people out there that don't have these massive families and then wouldn't be um empowered by that yeah lots you know so it, it just seems kind of it seems lazy for me in uh, on the writing aspect of it it seems it seems lazy to have a character sort of lean their weight on love and family it's like yeah. fine like how about just because this needs to get done yeah you know when i'm having a, a hard day at work right and i'm dealing with a patron that's being a complete jerk i don't get through that because of love <laughs> do you want me to call you and be like i love you I love you you can get through this you can get through this because i love you asking you for the hundredth time why you have a mask on because covid isn't real like my love for you has nothing to do with how I get through that moment. I'm just, for me, it's like, I want to get the hell out of here. <laughs> so I want the day to end. I want to go home and put my pajama pants on. Yeah. That's what I want. That is that is the driving force for me in that moment. <laughs> I can still love you and not have you be part of how I get through that moment in my life. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that most women would say that, that is how they get through their day, just because you have to, not because you love somebody. Yeah. Uh, and and that oh, well, I I have to I have to deal with this difficult customer because I love my children. What does that have to do with any of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, you have to get through this because it's your job, and that's what you have to do. And it's so, and, and you know, I think as any character, you know, uh, it, it weakens their resolve because then they're dependent on something else, you know, and. Even if you want to take the feminist, quote unquote, feminist angle out of it that you may think that is it encompasses as a as a as a story, as a story kind of uh, element, it's it is lazy because it's like it's like a MacGuffin, right? It's you're just like, how is she going <laughs> to how often do you get to use that? Yeah, it's like, how is she going to get through this? Well, love. And it's like, well, that's like cheating. You know, like yeah. how find a way, find a way for her, to, her or them or whoever to, yeah. to kind of get through this on their own. Um, it strengthens, although, you know, depending, I don't think this is the case at all. But, you know, in this specific story, I feel like, you know, they didn't win. Right. Yet. You know, it's, you know, season five is the final one, which I'm sure they'll. No, but she was ready to give up. But, she was ready. She was literally ready to give up. She's she's restrained and yeah. being choked, that, and, yeah, and yeah. she's watching Max my die. Gonna, my point was going to uh, be you know, that maybe she needed that now, whereas in next season maybe she won't need it, and then you can see that growth as a character. Uh, but I don't think they're going there. So I just don't think that it was necessary. I think yeah. that. So you're telling me that if he hadn't been like, I'm paying, "I love you," yeah, and paying, I know that I don't say that often, yeah. she would have just been like, "Well, yeah. all done." I, I, I'm saying this I, I just as the devil's advocate, but yeah, it's yeah. What or what would have happened if that kid would you know got killed for some reason? You know, then it's. I'm just saying of all the things that think of all the things this character has been through. Yeah, she didn't need love to drive her through any of those things. Her papa's dead. Papa's dead. Yeah. Right. Obviously, spoilers. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> we've destroyed. You should know by now if we're reviewing something that we're going to spoil it. Um, you know, you you have like. 
I, I don't know. It just although uh, maybe it's not that I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, with with shows like this, you never really know who dies or what they're able to do. But um, I, I just I, I don't know. I just I just felt like that was kind of it was really disappointing, and it was just kind of I, I feel that that's a, a lazy avenue to go down. Um, and uh, you know, yeah. like for instance, I don't I don't know all the characters' names. The new the Metallica guy, right? Like, yeah. why does uh, why does his ultimate moment right it had nothing to do with love that was that was for self it was it was a guilt that he had for leaving her right yeah. but it was more personal he was like i'm doing this for me yeah because this is what i need you would never see that with a because, female character is what i'm saying you know yeah, it's like yeah. just like why couldn't she just be like you know what fuck this uh i've been through hell and back literally we're mm -hmm. assuming that's where this kind of place yeah. is um and uh you know i'm over it I'm over you <laughs> and uh, my friends are in peril here and, and yeah. I'm going to do what I need to do to get them out of it because I did not come this far to need that kid to push me over the line, over the line. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of where it went. Um, and uh, I also was like, I mean, could we could have we could have lived without everybody commenting on his weight loss. Yeah. The, the final mean, episode. I, yeah. I mean, I would understand if he had started the show and was like obese, mm -hmm. that people would be like, whoa, because you would notice that, right? If he had started the show off at 400 pounds and then showed up 250 pounds lighter, you'd be like, well, that's a different person, right? You look complete. Oh, holy crap. Where's the rest of you? He lost some weight. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. he was in a prison. Right. So he, I mean, he lost some decent poundage, but it wasn't like I didn't recognize him. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like everybody had to be like, whoa, whoa. Everyone was like Joey Lawrencing out on him about whoa. his weight. <laughs> and I was like, OK, he lost some weight, but yeah. he's still the same. I don't know. It, or he is. Maybe they didn't have it in the script. And he's like, listen, motherfuckers, <laughs> I just lost 100 pounds. We're putting this in the script. I guess it just it was like who else is going to comment about his weight I don't know. it was kind of like weird that everybody was saying that but yes i mean look ultimately um it it was entertaining i'm just kind of like i would just like to move on i don't know i like i, I was on. starting to feel a little bit about it too like a little bit like okay let's you know whatever but this season was just so good i really it pulled you back in pulled me right back in and and um yeah i I have a hard time believing they can keep this momentum up for another season. Like the the budget alone, the the the. I mean, there was th this was what three years in the making because of COVID and stuff, and so um, they had a lot of time and a lot of resources to to work with. And I don't, you know, the next season probably will come out in not till twenty twenty four, and and um, I'd, I I'd be interested to see if they can keep up this momentum because it, this season was so good. Well, you can't go much further out than like the early to mid 90s before you lose the aesthetic. You're already losing it once you start jumping out of the 80s. I understand the night. I mean, the 90s are still yeah. nostalgic because I, I'm both an 80s and 90s child. But like once you hit like 95, we're out <laughs> like on the aesthetic of it. This is not going to have the same punch uh, if you keep running through seasons. Right. If they're, if they're like, look, you know, we, we can add a whole new uh cast to this um and we'll just keep doing that and cycling through it it's like well i mean so much of the lure of this was that it's the 80s 
Yeah. And then you have the 90s, which has its own style and stuff. And like, sure. But what's going to be cool about 2002? Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, that's, so... that, that's that's another thing. I'm interested to see what they would do with um, like a spinoff. Like, is it taking... They're all, like all of their ha- all of their houses because are going to if... have a farmhouse aesthetic. Like, yeah. Because if, if, this, if this whole upside down is the main thing that is taking place, then where do you... Unless you're unless you're picking up afterwards and they're brave enough to kill L and then another numbered person takes over the fight or like because you can't have a concurrent story because what are they dealing with that it's not going to be the upside down because that's what the Hawkins kids are dealing with so it's kind of like a weird thing they do it where like there's a lapse in time they think that they've conquered it but it comes back and so now their kids are going to be fighting it they're going to have dysons and impossible burgers i don't know like (laughs) i don't know the 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 ego will now be an impossible burger because they're doing this circa 2015 i i i I don't know um anyway those were those were our feelings on that (laughs) um you know, entertaining, but you know, you're you're back in. I'm kind of over it. Uh, such is life. Um, so we, I, I, I definitely wanted to get, and this is going to obviously be a longer one because I did really want to get into um, a show that we watched that I I wasn't sure if you would be into because it was more themed of themed towards my life experiences. So I mm-hmm. wasn't sure if you would kind of be into it. Um, but uh, and also I. I did absolutely reach out to uh, one of the directors and I did not expect to hear back from them and I haven't. So you know what? Zero disappointment because that went exactly as I planned for it to, but I took a shot and that's the point. Uh, So we, we watched the series, the bear um, on FX, which we saw on Hulu. Um, I just also like shout out to like shorter episode series. Yeah. It's I don't know why it's only a couple of minutes, but it just it hits differently when it's like a 40 minute episode versus like an hour. I don't know why it's really not that much time when you think about it, but it seems so much easier to binge through something that's I mean, a show like Stranger Things isn't a half hour episode show, but right, right. Something like this is perfect for you. This I I love these types of shows because I feel like you can get through them fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And the storytelling is much faster paced because you have less time overall. Yeah. So um, this show was directed by Christopher Storer and uh, Joanna Callow. Um, There were several writers, uh, both of which were the directors as well. Um, The uh, Christopher, um, I believe had a hand in all of the episodes and then there were um a few other writers that had several as well um so this was starring jeremy allen white who just we're just so you know for the rest of this we're gonna call him lip because he's always gonna be lip and i don't know anybody else who's like oh yeah jeremy allen white everyone's gonna call him lip um i want to say is it eben moss bachrick or Ebon? Eben? I don't know. It's the girl's guy. So now we're going to go with that too, right? Yeah. So we got Lip and the girl's guy. Um, uh, Ayo Edebiri, Lionel Boyce, Liza Colon Zayas, Edwin Lee Gibson. Um, God, there were just so many freaking people in this. Abby Elliott, Maddie Matheson, Chris <laughs> Wataski, who we had on the show. Um, strangely enough, Joe McHale, we'll get into that. Carmen Christopher, who had a, a smaller part but cracked us up, um, Oliver Platt, 
John Bernthal. Mm-hmm. So um, I really, this is easily in my top five. Mm-hmm. Like we'll do a top ten, but this is easily going to be in my top. I'm going to run out of top fives. There was some a lot yeah. of really good stuff top that came gonna out. Have twelve films <laughs> in it. <laughs> this is my top five. Seventeen shows. films that I loved, yeah. uh, and or shows. Um, I guess I would have to say that a decent percentage of that is just because I worked in kitchens sure. and I went to culinary school, and so it was like, so is I it? Got is it. it um, why is it that every chef portrayed on TV has to have sporadic tattoos on the forearms? It's what they do. It's so weird. Uh, you're gonna find that in more higher, like so. It's common to find chefs that work in high end to look the most trendy. Mm. It's kind of like it goes along with it, right? Because it, it's this like this this uh, uh, kind of like an oxymoron in a way, you know, as you have like elegance and clean uh, uh, upscale dining. And then, you know, your your head chef and your suit look like coloring books, right? Like that's kind of like that just became a style and an aesthetic. Um, one can also say that they're sporadic because chefs are just all over the place a lot of times. And it's just like, yeah, just stick that word. <laughs> yeah. Here, there's a space on my arm. Um, but, you know, you, you're going to have people that follow trends and do all that stuff. And um, But, I mean, it, I would be lying if I were to say that there weren't aspects of this show that definitely got... Um, over dramatized for the sake well, of the show, show yeah. for sure, um, but it it was it was pretty close to what working in a kitchen is like. I think if you really showed Corner. if you really showed what a kitchen was like, it would be less exciting. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of like so for instance, uh, Lip's insistence on everybody referring to everyone else's chef, right? Is that a thing? Yes, it is. It absolutely is a thing, depending on the kitchen. In that kitchen, no, it would not be a thing. I understand what they're trying to do, though, is that he's trying to take where that would be a thing and place it here where it wouldn't be. And he's trying to transform this kitchen into a higher-end kitchen. Um, I have worked in high-end kitchens. Literally, no one called each other chef. Yeah. Um, you would say it. It's it was weird. It was like you said it just because it was shorter. Right. Right. So like if the chef's name was Nathaniel, it's just easier to say chef. Mm -hmm. But I never worked in a kitchen where if you called the chef by their first name, they would like lose their minds. Yeah. Um, There was only one kitchen that I worked in um, where the chef was a complete psychopath. Yeah. uh, And it was high end. And he would... uh, get your attention by flinging ladles of boiling hot water at you. So he right. always like, had, like <laughs> he always had a stock pot of boiling water going and he would take little ladles and fling them towards you if you didn't move fast enough. Um, that is not really the norm. I, th- I feel like people think, Oh my God, that's probably how chefs are like, no, most chefs would get their teeth kicked in for doing that. Um, but you do have some like weird, especially now, you know, I feel like people, are, people are much more resistant to, yeah, uh, well, this was the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> this was the late 90s where you could still get away with being that psychotic, yeah. I guess. Um, the the chaos of the kitchen, 100 mm-hmm. um, percent dealing with people at different levels with different passions, 100 percent. I've been in that kitchen where like you're trying to do the best that you can and be the best that you can. And your sous chef 
has gone for their 14th cigarette break in the middle of a rush. And they're definitely coked up. Uh, Many chefs are. Uh, So I've been in that kitchen where it's just like, you clearly don't want to be here. Why are you the Sioux? (laughs) Like, what's happening? Um, And so I get that. Like, I I get that. And uh, so uh, Lip played Carmine. And uh, so also just like, so Richard, Richie's character, um, that like, I have, I don't know that I'll ever not see him as that guy again. Like, how is that not who he actually is? <laughs> he played that character so smoothly yeah. that I now am like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like, how could you not be this guy? It seems so natural. And I've worked with that guy as well, right? Who just like... The kitchen is a fun place for them, and it's like, yeah, but we still do have to work, yeah. and it's so hard you just because want to tell stories. And... There's something, there's an entertaining aspect about them, right? So, like, yeah. you kind of don't want to shut them up, but at the same time, it's the worst possible moment for this, and so they're very frustrating. Yeah, very frustrating. But he, he, the fact that I did want to hit him a lot. Just speaks for how well he played that character because yeah. that that is how you yeah kind when it's of like feel about I, that I think person. I should quit. I was like, yes, you should quit. <laughs> You're bringing this kitchen down. God damn it. Um, there was also a really beautiful monologue piece done. Um, yeah. Uh, by Lip's character, <laughs> I just can't call him by his actual name. Um, which was a really nice touch. Um, there was a really cool grading on it. It had yeah. like this kind of grungy, almost like retro kind of feel i mean the yeah, kitchen was out a lot it, it of was outdated so some, some grain you know and uh, yeah. very harsh lighting yeah you know um, it worked though not like harsh like in a negative way just more aggressive lighting yeah uh, um, it, it worked really well it was uh really really nicely filmed really nicely graded um sydney's character was freaking hilarious um she did so well her and her and uh, Carmine had such a good yeah uh, chemistry um, that was so well cast. Like they just went so well together. Everybody, everybody yeah, just yeah. kind of. I think on top of on top of yes, the 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 writing, the cinematography, and all of the performances were great. But just the fact that the casting, mm-hmm. like I don't know that I've seen. It's very rare that you see a, an entire cast. It's really I think it was like ten. 10 12 people tops yeah. in the entire show and they just all worked so well together you know a lot of times you see somebody that you're like eh, that could have been somebody else like because they really yeah. didn't make a difference in that particular character but i just felt like all these people were meant to work together they just all seemed to work so well together and the fact that maddie matheson never touched a pan <laughs> Uh, was hilarious. He was, he was better than I thought he'd be. I mean, obviously he had his experience being in front of a camera and everything, so it's not like. But I think acting is different, and mm-hmm. you know, his character. It's not like he played some kind of crazy character or whatever. He just basically played himself as kind of like, um, but more bumbly. Well, well Maddie Matheson is way louder than that. So yeah. I was actually expect. I I was like, oh, so you That's can true. speak in a normal tone. Yeah, yeah. So Who I knew? He dialed it back a bit, but <laughs> a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was genius that he came in as, I mean, he, he was a producer as well, but to to cast him as someone who doesn't know anything about cooking, I thought was a real kind of like funny little yeah. little uh, gimmick, you know. He did really well. He was really funny. Um, and the pastry chef's roommate, who I had said had a, he had a small role, but yeah. like the moments that he had on camera were just 
I don't know. It was his delivery. He just had a way of delivering yeah. the line that was just like, this guy's really funny. Um, same thing with Chris Witaski. He always does a really good job at yep. like, um, it's just he has, has an, an awesome delivery. He just has a yeah. really awesome delivery. Um, he really owns that kind of like awkward yeah. moment. Yeah. You know? He even plays that so well. Yeah, he he plays that character really well. But but never the same. It's never like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's this right. character again. It's like he adds this different kind of just touch to it, but he just plays that type of person really well. Yeah. Um it was it was just awesome. Like I was everybody's screaming for a season 2. Um I don't know that there necessarily needs to be one. Well, I kind of love that it would end there. I wouldn't be mad at a season two, but it's just that's the thing. I don't want to see this get dragged out. Um, I do have some questions, though. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to like, so here's the thing for me. Um, the the character work, the the dialogue, uh, the fil- everything was so good. It was done so well. Um, casting, everything was so perfect. But there's one thing that bothered me, and it was kind of like the whole overarching storyline right like the all the moments were amazing all the character interactions were amazing all that stuff the set design really felt grungy and gritty and like you were there uh it was so good but like the whole idea of you have this i love the fact that he was like this really established chef and he didn't come in there and try to make some fancy thing he was just trying to get the fucking bills paid or whatever you know um but like the whole idea of like it kind of builds up to this moment where he loses his shit and mm-hmm. they, they, there's this breakdown or whatever, which was great. But then it's like he kind of apologizes and then we find out that uh, his cousin or brother, right? Is his brother? John Brenthal. Was like stashing money in these okay, tomatoes. So, so, <laughs> so, but so for me, it's like, okay, so what was the, what was the point of this story? So like, I guess... As I as the, the show, motive. I I think it's more the motives of yeah. the character than well, the no, story, not the motives. Right? It was like, I get, as I'm watching this, I you know I'm in a world where I'm like, all right, well, we have this chef who who is an amazing chef, and he's in this hole in the wall restaurant, and he's trying to like get it out of the gutter, um, but he never really does that. He's just he just wins the lottery, you know, and so like, uh, well. I mean, yes so and that no. kind of that part of it kind of bothered me because he doesn't it takes a long he, time though I he don't doesn't think he have was there to, long enough to, to he doesn't have he doesn't really do anything there I guess you know he he shapes it up a little bit I guess um and some people kind of are on board when they weren't but it was it, it it's not like a any kind of redemption story or anything like that it's just like I I tried hard and then I I blew up at everyone and then they left and uh, then some came back and then it's like, and then I have a bunch of money. So now I can do whatever I want. And it's like, we are, that ending kind of felt cheap to me. We are rarely on opposite ends. Mm-hmm. I'm on a complete opposite end with you. I think that the story itself and that his, like, I loved everything except for the ending. I feel like his, um, his purpose there made total sense. If you've ever walked into a kitchen like that, these people have been, sort of programmed to work the way they work. There's no way with zero funds that he was going to make a difference, right? What he was trying to do was ignite their passion. And he was 100% successful at doing that. 
That yes. was what he did, that, right? That, because that, there's just so much he can do. He's not he's not opened up his own restaurant really. He's not, you know, he it has he hasn't had to deal with the finances being on his shoulders. So he's trying to go in there and create an environment where he can get these people to give a shit enough to actually make a difference later. That is where I feel like I'm okay with a season two because like I am curious as to where he could go with it because there he was only there a couple months. He's not going to turn that place around. They owe everybody money. Every the place is falling apart, so he can't really do much in terms of that. There's lines out the door, so he is he did bring business yeah back no, up the, where that, it needed yeah. to be. My two issues was a. How the fuck did he get the money in the cans? Can I have tried to look this up? Can anyone explain to me hmm. how? I mean, is it? I'm sure someone's going to be like, there's a canning kit you could buy on Amazon. And then my question's been answered, right? He shoved tomatoes into a can. He put the KBL thing on there with the other label and he made his own cans. But why do I feel like that's not how he did it? So I'm just like, how did he get it in the cans? Well, that's the thing is that I think there's so much. How? <laughs> I think that there's, what's so good about the show, though, is that there's so much. There's so many threads they could play with for season two, right? Because you have all of this bookkeeping stuff, which was weird, which we found out was probably like he was paying money, which was approximately no, no, the amount. that was the money. Right. was approximately the amount that he borrowed from. That's my second question. Right. From from the from Oliver Platt's character. Um so it was like, what What was he actually doing? Like, what was he? He was, okay. He so, was stashing money away so that way when um, Lip took over, he could give him a bunch of money. Right. That's the that's the point. And it's Essentially. Like, okay. but, but, but it's like, well, like, so then did he have to borrow money? Right. So what he was doing. Which still ultimately, has to be paid back right. anyway. So I that's mean. where my second question comes in, right? Is that, so how, if they do a season two? How are they going to explain, or hopefully they will explain, um, where the uncle's stance will be when he sees these improvements? Is he not going to question where the money came from for the new booths, for the new counters, for the new stoves, for ever, for them to completely renovate this location or get the other location that went out of business? Um, how? Yeah, He's going to notice all of this money. Where did this there money come from? Couldn't have been enough to pay him back and do all these. Things. Right. So what? Essentially, what um, was it? Mikey. If was that was, was Bernthal's character, Mikey. Right. Mike. Mikey. Yeah, like um, ultimately, what he was doing was taking the money that he should have been using for the business and stashing it away for Lip to sort of live his dream. Then he was. It, it's like you know taking from Peter to, to pay Paul, that kind of yeah. thing. And then taking that money, almost, I, I'm going to assume the equivalent amount, right? Whatever he wasn't using to pay yeah, in the business, he was borrowing in, in from. The, in the office where he says, what is he doing with all this money? It's it's the exact amount that he owes. Right. Whatever. So he's taking these mass massive chunks of money and he's stashing them away for his brother. And then he's using that money that he would have otherwise used for the business, that same amount, and borrowing it from the uncle. So I don't see how he would be able to actually pursue that dream without the uncle noticing. I mean, the, he's going to see yeah, that yeah. that's changed. And so I don't know how exactly he's going to do that. I mean, who knows? Um, the reality is that he would still be in the same debt, 
right? If he uses right. that money to open the place up, he's still going to you owe their to, uncle the same amount right. of money, you have uh, to which hope, is problematic. Though, that he could actually pay him back easier if he invested in the business, which can then make the money, but... Uh, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the whole family is sort of involved in the business. Um, so, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but in terms of... I feel like in terms of his purpose there, I think that he did make... A massive difference and it also wasn't just about what he did there it was what the place did for him. for him yeah um it was everybody was sort of getting something out of it it's the assumption that because he came from fine dining that he didn't need anything but he did he he needed that place mm-hmm. to sort of ground himself and he the, the reality was that he was not happy in fine dining because yeah. it was a uh, a uh, a uh a negative environment. So that that's where Joel McHale's character comes in, where he just plays a jerk. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just weird. <laughs> what I saw, I was like, is yeah. that Joel McHale? Like, what? Uh, th- that that was the only casting that was a little bit strange, but he was barely in it. Um, and uh, you know, so I think it was it was all of them needing one another. The one thing I don't have confirmation on it's like Kitchen Nightmares, the show. Yeah, that that I'm. <laughs> That I'm going, this is my assumption. This is where like I put my writer's cap on and I'm like, I wonder if this is what happened. Because they don't actually explain why Mikey cut him off. Yeah. There was like, if there had been a falling out, if something had happened, I could understand what had sparked this, that he had sort of detached from him and then ghosted him. But that never really gets... He seemed to ghost him out of nowhere. Yeah, he seems to just kind of ghost him out of nowhere. Um, you know, there was obviously like the, 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 the symbolism and the, you know, with the bear on the bridge where, which yeah. is the bridge that he killed himself on yeah. and, you know, this, this whole thing. And, um, so my assumption I had to create, <laughs> I had to create a story for myself was that, uh, they had touched several times on the fact that he would not let Carmine work at the restaurant, right? which would seem weird, right? If the whole point of their journey together was that they were going to open, they were going to have this business together, rather, because it was in the family. We're going to have this business together and then grow together. But then somewhere, Mikey was like, nope, and then ghosted him, and then he went on to do his thing. I like to think that Mikey thought he was too good for that place. Yeah. And that if he let his brother work with him, he would become stuck. He would never well, be the, cousin- the best... Not the cousin. No, but he met, he brings that up some. At Does some he? Point I'm totally about, fucking missed that thing. Being stuck there or or oh, whatever. Oh well, okay. I don't I don't remember that, <laughs> yeah. but um, good. Okay, so then the, yeah. Well, no, okay, it, so then maybe that, that is part of it. I don't know. He. I, I, I just assumed moment, that because if you think about it, right? If he had worked with his brother and everything had gone as planned, he would have never had that experience. As terrible as a person as Joe McHale's character was, it helped him develop into the chef that he is. If he didn't have that experience, he would have never reached that potential. And I feel like in Mikey's weird kind of twisted way of thinking, he felt like that was the only way to get his brother to branch out and do his own thing. And that's exactly what he wanted to do right now. He wanted to prove to his brother that he could be the best. And that's what he did. It's a really terrible way of doing it uh, by completely... uh, uh, turning your back on someone on the and then killing that, yourself, you yeah. know, but um, I don't know. Or maybe he didn't kill himself in that season well, two. Well, I think I'm, I, that would be strange if he didn't, but uh, I don't know what funeral they had, I guess, when they must have had no, one. No, like if somebody killed him instead. Oh, you think? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he 
killed himself on a bridge, shot himself on a bridge. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I mean, I, I think that where part of me wants to go like, well, that seems weird. Another part of me is like, but people do weird shit. Like to say like, oh, well, that yeah. doesn't make sense. It's like, but lots of things don't make sense. You're telling me that there's not there's not a, a, a story in your life of someone that you know that did something. That you're like, that makes no sense. Why did they do that? Because people do weird things. That's just that people are weird that way. And his being dead is exactly uh, the perfect scenario for having not having that closure because you can't ask him. We don't know what his motives were, why he did things the way he did. I mean, we're assuming that he so he had drug issues and we're assuming that he obviously had mental health issues right so he's not going to kind of follow the line yeah he's going to color outside the lines if you will and that's what he did and for some reason in his mind he felt this was the only way that his brother would excel in life yeah. was without him because he would drag him down yeah, and I mean, he was already no depressed and had drug issues right yeah. so that's that's not in any way helping uh, so that's what happened, you know, um, that those two, you know, how the money got in the kids. <laughs> I, I, I just want to know. And there was a moment. I don't know if you caught this because I, did, I didn't think about it till later um, when he gets into a fight with cousin and he, about the, the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he there's a, the moment where he opens up a can, but then throws it out because he didn't want to make the spaghetti. Right. So that was kind of like a little bit of foreshadowing. There was money in that yeah, can. That's, right. And that's and he put on the note he had had the recipe. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously was going to lead him to that. But, you know, then you have to wonder, like, what if that didn't spark him to want to make the spaghetti? He would have never known that was in there. No, if, I'm saying he... But this was before he even... This right, was like right. episode three Yeah, or four. from the beginning, he was rejecting because they want, they did the sun. Or what it if... Was for the, it was for the, for the... It was a staff meal. He yeah. used to do the spaghetti as a staff meal. Yeah. And he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um... um but what if the cousin like threw the note out or something? That's you know? what I'm saying. But what if he ah. read the note and then saw the recipe on the back and was like, it didn't mean anything to him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he just never opened those cans. I mean, you and, know, and me as, as, a, as a paranoid person as I am, I can understand him telling his cousin, but there's no way I would have the whole staff counting no all way. this money f- with me. No way. I'd be in, I'd be in the fucking cooler with my cousin. Like I'd be like every this shit everybody out. Go to work. Uh, go home. Yeah, we're closing today. <laughs> I wouldn't even tell cousin. Are you kidding me? That guy no, was I all either, over the but place. But I can understand him telling <laughs> the cousin. Um, but yeah, then it's like they know exactly how much money you have now. The you know? sister, maybe, maybe his sister. Yeah, I would have. I would have seen him calling his sister over. Um, potentially his Sue. I could have potentially him yeah, seen him her. seeing uh, having uh, Sydney be in on it but she walked in after the fact she might have been my favorite character she was really good she was really good i really i really did like, like her. the character. way she was written and the way she um performed that yeah yeah it was really really good the uh also just like just throwing it in there the sabotage with her raising the pot the heat, on yeah. her stock listen <laughs> like there would have been bloodshed like there's no way yeah. That you would get away with that. I, I don't know. Any kitchen that I worked in, like, th- there would have been an ambulance at the end of that. Like, regardless of whether we had time. Like, you have to understand that these things are not made. Like, it doesn't take 20 minutes to make that. Um, there was a... Oh, God. There there was a time where um, I wasn't shoot the sous chef. I was technically the pastry chef. But the, the kitchen was complete chaos. So I did actually have to, like, act as a sous slash pastry chef. And... I was helping chef um, make 
veal stock. Mm-hmm. These things take it takes a, it's hours and hours and hours upon hours of time to make these stocks to develop these flavors and you know you start everything off in the oven and you braise everything and then you boil it down and you, you know it takes forever and it's in a it's a massive stock pot and the fastest way to cool these things down is that you fill the sink up with water and ice and you plunge the whole pot in there and you let it come to temperature uh, and then you know portion everything out well we had not yet opened we were still like we were very close I think it was like a week away from opening and we had a big stock pot um, in there, gallons of veal stock. And uh, she turned the corner. She came over to me and she's like, where's the veal Did stock? Did she say corner? No. Um, and she said to me, where's veal stock? And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, why, why would I just take off with the veal stock? You know, she's looking at all the walk-ins. Like, it's not that she's like, Sashia, where's... I was like, I don't know. I didn't touch it. Apparently, one of the dishwashers thought it was garbage and mm. poured it down yeah. the drain. Wow. And t- I mean, yeah, I mean, this took all day. And she actually, we were really behind. So we stayed. I don't think we left until like almost three o'clock in the morning to get the veal stock started, went home, slept for like five hours as it went, came back like first thing to skim everything off and whatever. So this, I mean, this is like we were exhausted to get yeah. this done. And he poured it down the drain. Wow. And, um, so like where it that moment where they're like, oh, it's turned up and it's burnt. Just start over. Like she was lit. I had to literally like pick her up off the floor because she was so exhausted and she cried, started crying. She's like, who in what kitchen do you see an entire stock pot? And you, I'm like, dude, I don't know. But like, you know, and she just lost it. She was so sleep deprived. Like she, yeah. And it was just hours of work. Um, and that wasn't even sabotage. That was just someone being like. Yeah, careless and not knowing and you know whatever um and and no we did not just start the veal stock over we had to actually cheat and go to like all these uh, big um like restaurant supply places to get like starter and then just kind of make it that way so it was not a fresh veal stock because there just wasn't time like there was just no time yeah so um yeah so that moment was like like that was fun. that was butt puckering when I saw her do that because I was like, no, ma'am, I don't care how much you hate somebody, you don't sabotage your stock like that. Um, it was it was an it was an amazing show, and uh, I I do hope they have a second season. I just I just hope it's as good. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, if if uh, you know this podcast reaches millions, so people <laughs> will hear it and they'll watch it. So. <laughs> And they'll be like, oh, now we have to do a season yeah. two because Go Gorilla was like, you should probably do a season two. Yeah. And uh, But also, like, it has to be all the same people. Like, don't give me season two and then, like, half of the characters are gone because it's so much of well, it. Well, I mean, it's it was, what, their nine episodes? I don't remember. Something like that. And they're half an hour. So it's like a long, long-ass movie. So it's not like... Yeah, I know, um, but um, people are doing their own things and they're working. And if they don't have time to do a season two because they've already committed to something else, like then that character wouldn't be able to be there. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they would cycle through different people. That is what a kitchen is like. You know, you have like your staple people that never leave, and then everyone else kind of cycles through, and you get yeah. I think they'll be fine. New those same people chefs, but I just um, yeah. My only other slight gripe, slight gripe here. Um, finances were like nil, right? I mean, they just, there was no money for anything, right? Um, where were they getting the money for all of the accoutrement for 
the pastry chef. Are you having a stroke right now? No, I what's think what's happening? And <laughs> with my my cord. Um, um I think I think there's he did no that way with they his, had with the money that he made. With what money? They were barely paying people. Like yeah, I but mean, they still like, were paying people. He had a roommate. Yeah. So. so it's not like he had. I don't know. I I don't know. I I highly doubt that he was buying all of this stuff on his own. I just highly highly doubt that. I also don't like and so my question on these are nitpicky like weird chef questions when I I believe they had mentioned sous vide at some point. Did he bring the machine with him because I know there's no way Mikey had one. There's no way that at a a beef sandwich shop they were they were going to sous vide anything. Like yeah. just cuz I believe the pastry chef had said that at one point he asked to borrow it for mm. something. I don't remember. Um but just so you know, like all of these, all of these things that he was testing out, that costs a lot of money. Yeah. Especially if that's not something that you have on the menu now. You're having to add these things, so you have to buy all this stuff, all these additional racks that you wouldn't have had. Um, yeah. I I I question. I mean, somebody would say maybe it's because you're a hack pastry chef, right? And you couldn't learn that quickly. I just had a hard time believing that he had upped his game to that point. Like. If you've never made donuts before, you're not suddenly making donuts, mm. right? You're going to mess up a whole bunch of donuts before you get to that point. And so I felt like I wish they had shown that more, which would have shown how expensive that is, right? Because you yeah. have to go through these trial periods where if he had never made this stuff before, how was he just doing it on the first try? Like maybe he's like a pastry savant. I don't know. Uh, but you know, and well, yeast so then what was he doing before this? Like how long? Well, he been was there? probably doing basic stuff, right? Like if you're doing like basic easy desserts, then like you're, you know, cream pies. And I don't know because that's the thing they they never really touched on that. I don't know what the desserts were that he was making or what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but he just kind of started going straight into more higher end stuff, and it's just like here's where people are like, shut up. <laughs> but it's just like donuts for instance a yeasted dough if you don't have experience working with yeasted doughs like that, that you have to fry there's a, it's a trial and error like you you're not going to get those donuts that he bought right from the store like they're beautiful but you have to like try that out yeah like a, and I, so i felt like some of the things that he was attempting seemed to be a bit beyond the finance what the finances would have allowed mm. um also i will i will say one thing that he did that i was like absolutely not he had uh iced a chocolate cake on the cardboard on the stand never you would do that over a sheet uh, a cookie rack so that the excess would spill down the sides well and you can pick it up and reuse it he just like poured it right onto the yeah, cake stand and all learning, over the table you know, so but that's my point, right? Like, if you don't know the basic, like the basics of how to actually glaze a cake, and that you wouldn't do it on the stand like that, why mm. would he have? Like, where was he getting all this other stuff from? I don't know. That's yeah. like pretty basic stuff. That I, I, I'm just gonna pick up on that because, as you know, having gone to school for pastry, it, like well, that it seems was like a show like this would have, I was like, what <laughs> have, um, you know, uh, consultants that would know that. So yeah, I that's to, what confused me. I have to think me. that it was a, a choice made by the writer or director to say, well, no, he wouldn't do that because he still doesn't know enough yet. And he's kind of trying to run before he can walk kind of thing. For sure. For sure he was. But that's why the the tools and things that he had were kind of confusing me because I was yeah. like, why would he even get these things if he's still like trying to learn the basics? Anyway, um, yeah. 
but I, I, I admired his, uh, his, his gusto, gusto and tenacity. Like uh, just everybody, like everybody just wanted but then to it makes do you better. Wonder, at least it made me wonder what he was doing before this. Like, yeah, did, he, have did he have this passion? But um, it, it just, you know, the, the new chef brought it out of him, which would obviously. Well, he didn't have the opportunity, right? Yeah. If he had the passion to make th- these things, they didn't fit with beef sandwiches. Honestly, I don't even understand why you would have a pastry chef in that place. It wouldn't. If we're going to be really technical, that place wouldn't have a pastry chef. Not just, in 100 years. Yeah. They would not waste the money on staffing a pastry chef. They would one of those one of those other cooks would be learning how to do basic stuff, or they would have just um, ordered from Ace Indigo. Shush! <laughs> you bite Indico. your tongue. Uh, they 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 would have yeah they would have sourced out somewhere else because it would have been basic stuff like brownies, cookies, like yeah. rainbow cookies or some crap you know that like generic stuff that you could find anywhere Italian type. Uh, pastries and things that you see, uh, they wouldn't have had an actual pastry chef. So mm-hmm. I, I was not clear on what he was even doing there. What I'm would assuming you, say you, you do, do here. here. I, I'm not sure what he did prior to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I, I know that when I wasn't doing pastry chef, I had to like I was on cold apps or hot apps or whatever. So, you know, I'm assuming they utilized him for other things and he could cook. Otherwise, yeah. it made no sense for him to be there. Yeah. Not not sure, uh, but I still I still loved every minute of it, even things that yeah, didn't make sense to me great. or, you know, stuff I could have definitely nitpicked. be in my top ten. It's such a good show. It's such a good show. Um, that's it. That's it. Watch that show. You've already watched the show because we've ruined everything, right? So yeah. if you're listening to this, you've watched the show. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Any other any other kitchen type chef folks out there? What do you think? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like it. Uh, it, I just thought it was a really excellent show. It was. It was really, really good. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And right. I love you. Right. And, and that's that, what... That'll give me the power to Exactly. Overcome. Exactly. That's that's how, that's how what's going to drive you mm-hmm. through the rest of the day, is my love for you. Yeah. You're God. welcome. Thank God. Shout outs. MoGraph. MoGraph. And uh, as we said before, we will hopefully have our guests on next week, and you'll get a break from our voices... Sort of, because they'll still be there, but not as much. Um, Also, if you've watched anything or if you have anything or, you know, whatever you think that we might like, send it our way. Uh, If you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us your work and then also learn how to record your isolated audios, as we've said before, because it is very (laughs) important. And please don't freak out when I reach out to you and give you a date. It's not the end of the world. We're going to figure this out. We'll get through this. We'll get through this together. Bye. Bye. Bye.